0: Hey, what's up, y'all? And welcome to the Foreclosure Fix podcast, where our goal is to help one million homeowners successfully navigate foreclosure. I'm your host, DJ Alojo, And if this mission resonates with you, please do us a favor, like subscribe or share the podcast with someone, you know, who may benefit from the content we are providing. I am looking forward to today's podcast because we are diving deep into the mindset you need to have when you're in foreclosure. In particular, we are talking about being seasonally selfish. Yes, you heard me say it. I said selfish. I didn't say be selfish forever, but I said be seasonally Selfish. And so, in a previous podcast, we talked about the five things you need to do when you get a demand letter or when you get that sheriff knocking at your door saying, Hey, you have been served. Right, and just to recalibrate, and just to kind of catch you up, if you didn't hear that podcast, the five things you need to do are one, open the mail. Right, it seems like a simple concept, but a lot of people get tripped up because they don't open the mail. It's mail piling up, bills piling up. They stop opening it. So the first thing you need to do is open the mail. The second thing is process your emotions. Foreclosure is an emotional situation. And we're going to dive more into that today. So I'll leave it there. But just keep in mind, you have to process your emotions. Number three is verify the documents are legitimate. There are tons of scams going on in today's society, and you need to make sure that the documents you're receiving are legitimate. Number four is contact your loan servicer or the attorney who provided you the documents. And number five is make a plan and get help, right? So That's a recap of a previous podcast episode we did of the five steps you need to take. You can feel free to click the link below and check out that podcast if you did not hear it. But today we're talking about your emotions and what you do with those emotions and how to process those emotions. And one of the concepts that I wanna dive into is a concept I have coined called being seasonally selfish. In our culture, we are taught that being selfish is bad. And I am a believer that it is better to give than to receive and that being generous is definitely a gateway to receive more blessings, right? So don't misconstrue what I'm saying and don't turn me off now because you're saying, hey, what this guy is saying is not for me. No, I'm saying that when you're in a traumatic situation, when you are going through foreclosure, when you are facing financial difficulties, when bills are mounting up and your back is against the wall and you feel stressed out, that is a time that you can be selfish. And it's not being selfish forever, it's being selfish for a season. So my definition of being seasonally selfish is focusing only on your problems for a specific period of time. I'm going to repeat that so you can really understand what I'm saying. I'm saying that you are focusing only on your problems for a specific period of time. I want you to think about it like this. If you think about an athlete, when an athlete gets injured um, from their sport and they want to get back and go play the next week, right? they stand the chance to do more damage to their bodies and permanently take them away from the sport they love if they don't rehab, if they don't take a few games off or maybe even a season off to rehabilitate themselves. And that's the same thing I want you to think about and the same thing I want you to do if you're in a financial situation that is stressful. If you're facing foreclosure, you may need to be seasonally selfish and so what does that look like what does that entail how do you become seasonally selfish There are really key three steps to being seasonally selfish and the way you have to look at this is that you are doing what's best for you during a difficult time period so the first thing i want you to do is lose your ego i'm gonna repeat that because it's important i need you to lose your ego a lot of us are used to being the saviors. A lot of us are in the financial situations we're in because we have a bravado. We have a pretense of how our financial situations look. We drive the newest cars, we live in the nicest houses, or everybody comes to to get their problems solved. And so we like that. We like feeling like, hey, we have made it. For some of us, we are the first ones in our family to, to own a home. We are the first ones to achieve that American dream of home ownership and saying that, hey, I'm in a financial situation that's tough. I'm having stress financially as well. Saying that messes up that 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 ego messes up that bravado messes up that shield that we have put up and that pretense that we put up for people. And this financial situation could be something that's new to us, right? It doesn't have to be something that's ongoing. It could be, oh, we just lost our job or, oh, we just had a help situation. And let me reiterate, if you're in a tough financial position or you are facing foreclosure, it's not a bad thing. It's only a bad thing if you do nothing about it. And that's the real important thing. we all go through ups and downs in our lives. No one's life is perfect and you need to know that just because you are in a situation where you may have a little blimp on your financial on your financial scorecard or you may miss some payments, that does not mean life is over. And so, You are not a bad person if you're going through foreclosure. You are only going to jeopardize your life and your situation if you do nothing about it. And so being seasonally selfish starts with losing your ego. The next thing you need to do is worry about yourself first. Again, this is going to be very hard for some of us because we are used to being the ones who worry about everyone else. We are busy fixing other people's problems while our problems are mounting. In my experience in working with thousands of homeowners who have faced foreclosure, I have heard stories time and time again of people who have given their last to other people, people who have given out of their retirement account to help somebody else start a business or to help their kid purchase their first home or just to loan a friend or borrow a friend money. Right. And so I have heard these stories of people who said, Hey, I thought that business idea was going to be a great business idea. I really believed my buddy when he said that he would pay me back in 60, 90, 120 days but they never got the money back. And now that person's gone. They're MIA, poof, you can't find them. And so at the end of the day, you need to worry about yourself. Next thing is you need to learn to say no, right? That must, that that's gonna be hard. Saying no is hard. When your friends are asking you, hey, do you wanna go out to eat with us this evening? You're usually the one who's picking up the tab. You may have to say, no, I don't wanna go out. I'm meeting at home. Or you may have to say no to that country club membership. Or no to playing golf, or no to buying that new car. At the end of the day, you will have to say no more than you say yes. But what you're saying no to is you're saying no to all this other stuff, and you're saying, yes, I wanna keep my home. You're saying no to all the other drama and all the other stuff that comes along with being out and being the person who's in charge and saying yes to saying, I want a place that's secure. I want to keep my home. I want to save my house. And so keep that in mind is that the three steps to be seasonally selfish are one, losing your ego, two, worrying about yourself first, and three, saying no. The other bonus that I want to throw in for you about being seasonally selfish is that you don't need to put a timeline on how long you will be seasonally selfish. Let me reiterate that. You don't need to put a timeline on how long it's gonna take you to get out of whatever situation you're in. It could be a couple days. It could be a couple weeks. It could be a couple months. It could be a couple years. It does not matter. What matters is that you take the time to rehabilitate your own situation so that way you can step back on in the game, that you can get back to doing what you do and adding value to your team and to your family. The other thing that you need to remember is that the people who love you the most will respect your decision because the people who love you the most don't want something from you. They want something for you. And if you forget that, And you get upset because you may lose some friends or people may say, oh, you're acting different now or whatever else may be the case. The people who love you the most don't want something from you. They want something for you. And that's a better life. And that's not to be stressed out with financial issues. That's to keep your home, to enjoy your home and to be safe. Right. And so keep all that in mind. So you need to know and understand and learn how to be seasonally selfish when you are experiencing foreclosure. The other thing I want to hop into, and it goes in the same vein of being seasonally selfish. Some of you all may be like me and have federally backed student loans. Student loan interest on these loans starts back September 1st and your first payment will be due October. And so by the time this podcast comes out, we'll probably be a couple weeks away from when your first payment is due. I'll be honest with you. We haven't had to pay these loans in three Years. And I will say that it was a blessing. Uh, not having to pay those loans during the time of COVID was a blessing for me and my family because it allowed us to redistribute that money in other places where we felt it was more needed, like padding our savings. I'll be honest with you, going out, eating out a little bit more, taking a couple extra trips. See, my wife, I love her to death, but She has a lot of student loans. And so since she has them, I have them. We have a lot of student loans. And as part of that, we pay those. And our payment for student loans It's over $2,000 a month or maybe right at $2,000 a month between both our student loans. So we haven't had to pay probably about $1,200 of that $2,000 every month for the last three years. That is a lot of money every year that we have been saving and applying to different places. But with that comes lifestyle creep. And with that comes the ability to do other things with that money that is now due and payable. And so I really want you to keep that in mind, that if you're in a situation where you have utilized this forbearance program for your blessing and for your benefit, those payments are going to start coming in. And so what does that mean if you already live in paycheck to paycheck? What does that mean if you're already on the verge of foreclosure, right? That means that something's going to have to change that you're going to have to reassess your budget. And so if you are in a situation where you know that once these student loan payments become active, you will have a financial shortfall every month, now is the time to start communicating with your loan servicer. Don't wait until December when you are trying to figure out how you buy Christmas presents and putting stuff on credit cards and things like that. You want to start having that conversation now. Don't wait. Call them up and say, hey, I know that I am going to be in a tough financial situation. What options are available? What things can we do? You want to be proactive instead of reactive in this situation. And so keep that in mind. Student loans are going to start coming out of your respective checking accounts next month. Also, if you do not know how to pay your student loans or you still need additional time, please call your student loan loan servicer. It's really, really important that you don't delay and that you communicate with these different entities to help maximize your options and prevent bad things from happening to your credit and to your ultimate financial situation. So with that, I want to go into our bow tie round. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, our bow tie round is when we get to tie one on with our presenter. And the B in bow tie round talks about your best advice for someone who is facing foreclosure. The O in the bow tie round talks about one thing that you are grateful for, and the W talks about your wildest or most interesting foreclosure related story. And so, the B in the bow tie round today that I have for you all is to reassess your financial situation if you have student loans coming due. It is very important because those loans need to be paid and they will impact your credit negatively if you do not pay them. So my best advice for you today is that if you have enjoyed the forbearance provided by our federal government and have not paid loans like me for the last three years, you need to definitely reassess your financial situation, make sure that you have money in the account, or make sure that you create a game plan to be able to pay your student loans. The one thing I'm grateful for right now is I am grateful for the foreclosure fix community. We are building a phenomenal community with people who are excited about our mission to help homeowners successfully navigate foreclosure. And we also are excited about helping homeowners get out of a difficult financial season. And so if you have not already, please check out the foreclosure fix Website, sign up for our newsletter and stay connected to what we're doing. Uh, It is going to be a phenomenal journey. And I really want you all to stay connected and locked in. Our wildest or most interesting foreclosure related story this week comes from a homeowner who we recently completed a modification for. And so this homeowner had not had to pay a second mortgage for maybe over six or seven years. She went through some health issues and went through a really difficult season. And during that time, she modified her first mortgage. And it was her understanding that both the first mortgage and the second mortgage were modified at the same time. So she thought that she was paying for both her first mortgage and her second mortgage with the one payment she was making every month. So she was updated on her payments. She knew exactly what she was doing. She took the right steps. And so when the new loan servicer reached out to her and told her, hey, you owe this money, she was befuddled. She was dumbfounded because she thought that she was doing all the right things. And so these are the steps she took in that scenario. First, she communicated with the servicer to say, Hey, I've received your letter. I received your communication and I am going to look into this matter further. Right? So she took the right step. She opened her mail and she listened and she called her servicer. The next thing she did is that she hired her own attorney to give her advice on the situation. And that attorney told her that, yes, this is true, correct, and accurate information. And that when she thought she modified both her first mortgage and her second mortgage, that actually did not happen. That the modification she did was only on her first mortgage. And so she now had the confidence to know that this was something she had to address. This was a situation she had to deal with. Step three, she called the loan servicer back and said, hey, what options do I have available? What can I do? I am someone who makes a limited income. I only can afford this much per month. Is there something we can do? I want to address this matter. Right. And so the loan servicer sent her out some documentation for her to fill out that basically helped her explain her hardship, explain what happened and provide proof of income. And so from there, she sent that back in a timely manner. And then the loan servicer gave her different modification options. And so she was able to choose between multiple different modification options that one, met her budget, but then two, also allowed her to pay off the debt in a time frame that was reasonable for her circumstance. And so through taking these steps, she is now able to be in a situation where she is paying a reasonable payment on her second mortgage, still paying her first mortgage and still being able to live without any fear of someone taking her house. And so that is my success story today is because when you are in a situation where you get a mortgage or somebody calling you out the blue saying, Hey, you owe this money, the thing you do not want to do is run away from it. And that story just illustrates the beneficial outcome you can have when you take when you step up to the plate and you address the situation. You take the proper action, actions that we're telling you here at the Foreclosure Fix Podcast to do, and you get help. With that, I am excited to wrap another episode of the Foreclosure Fix podcast. If this mission resonates with you to help a million homeowners successfully navigate foreclosure, please check us out at foreclosurefixpodcast.com or share the information with someone who you think can benefit. Last thing, like, subscribe, and remind us that you are here. Share your questions with us. We want to help you. With that, I love you, God bless you, and I will see you next time on the Foreclosure Fix podcast. The views and opinions on this podcast are for informational purposes only and should not be construed as legal advice. If you have a specific legal question, we highly recommend you contact a qualified legal professional.